Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to yeah. stay somewhere tolerated. If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them. Especially with just whole essences that bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't, it's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Joy, your new morning show where we all talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Well, this morning, folks, we are going to continue some previous discussions we had as we talk about entrepreneurship. And before we get into introducing our guests in the cafe, I'm going to bring on my right-hand man, my co-host, Brandon B. Good morning, B. How are you? What up, what up, what up? Good morning, good morning. I'm excited, I'm excited. Get this in. Uh, you ready to grow? You ready to grow? You ready to grow? I am, actually. So uh, as a as a as a self-employed individual and aspiring entrepreneur myself, I'm kind of excited about what's happening today and uh, our guests. I know that we have some pretty impactful people on the show all the time, but this one in particular is about making money, and I love making money. Yeah, you know, be, you know, a few weeks ago we had a guy on the show who talked about entrepreneurship. He talked about time management. And, and a bunch of other concepts that uh, we could practice both as entrepreneurs. So, you know, what? I, I think that, you know, we should blog about our guests that we've had um, over, the, over the last few uh, shows and then kind of see, you know, blog about it and, and talk about their product that they introduced and just kind of try it out and think it'll work for us. You know, what do you think about that? You know what? Actually, that's not a bad idea. Uh, it sounds so good that I probably should have came up with it. But, you know, I mean, no sweat there. I'm just saying, you know, you have your moment. <laughs> but, you know, B, you, you, know, you can't win them all, but you can't win them all. You can't win them all. Girl power, girl power. Uh, here you go. Here you go. I thought we fixed that last week, Father's Day. But, all right, whatever. So I'm going to let you have it. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. <laughs> Yeah, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. But but today, folks, um, the, the gentleman we have is um, a guy from Hong Kong. So it's another gentleman going to be on the show. I, I feel like I may be outnumbered, but I probably could hold my own. Jack H. M. Wong is the author of amazing best-selling book, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code, Seven Tips to Build the Business You've Always Wanted. He was featured on CBS News. Fox, ABC News, and NBC News. Jack is known as a serial entrepreneur, and he loves to help people who are stuck in the rat race to start any business using his principles. Let's welcome to the cafe, Jack H.M. Wong. Hey, yes, Jack. Hi, good morning. Sorry, um, hey, good morning, Brendan. How are you guys doing? Very good, very good. How are you? I'm good. It is a very sunny morning here in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> good. A really good problem to have. Yeah, exactly. So, Jack, looking at looking at your profile here and visiting your site, uh, it says that here you're the founder and senior managing partner of WHM Consulting uh, Company. You're also director of training. You also have accredited, uh, an accredited tax advisor of income tax. Also, you are a certified Blair singer training academy trainer so yeah uh, we can talk about that a little more sort of that Blair Singer I saw that so, oh he's doing a lot of great things um, he's speaking he's wrote a book and it's Blair Singer so what, what is that about what is a Blair Singer training academy okay Blair Singer is actually the rich debt advisor I mean if your viewers have uh, got to know Robert Kiyosaki who is the best selling author of rich debt poor debt he has actually mm-hmm. a team of rich debt advisors 
and Blessinger is responsible in the areas of sales and team development. He's one of the advisors for Robert Kiyosaki. And for me, I actually have, gone, have, have met Blair personally back in 2012. And what happened was that because I believe his mission of improving the quality of lives of other people through the way we teach, not what we teach. So that's the mission of the academy. So I went through the whole curriculum, worked with Blair personally. And in 2016 August, I was certified as the first and right now is still the only one blessing us trainers based in Singapore. So it is of certain quality or qualifications, if you like, for us, for, for me to achieve that status. It is not an easy path that I make it. Oh, wow. Quite, quite impressive. So what about Thank you. the certified, certified and licensed trainer with bank code? Can you explain well, what that bank is? Code is Sure. The bank code is actually a product, a product whereby we always says in areas of sales, the number one problem of getting sales is we don't really understand our target audiences. We don't really understand their buying behavior. So bank code allows us to have a tool that is so easy to use and be able to crack the, crack the personality code. In other words, to get to know the buying behavior of our prospects, of our audiences in 90 seconds or less. And the tagline for that is we are able to supercharge up, uh, your sales by up to 300% in 90 seconds or less. That is our tagline for this product. Hmm. You know, that's, so, interesting. that's interesting. That's uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Go ahead. Well, no, I was just, I, I love that. So. 19 seconds and in 19 seconds you can in, increase the sales by 300 percent is that what i heard by up to 300 i'm sorry yeah, jack like for it's okay so for example if i have a conversation with you guys right now i don't really mm -hmm. have the physical touch or the physical connection because we are in the cyber cafe so through a conversation or so, I may be able to deduce, detect your buying preference based on the certain keywords that you search. And as a result, I can trick my presentation. If I'm pitching you right now, I'm making a virtual presentation to you. I may have to adapt to what I've heard and change my presentation just to get a yes to you. And that's how dynamic and how flexible this tool is because we have always got our own presentation based on our own primary buying behavior. And very often we can connect with people who are like us. However, not everyone is the same. At the end of the day, if I'm not able to connect with you, I'm not able to pitch you, present to you our ideas, and therefore I cannot get a sale. So Banco is a very good tool and it's so easy to use that allow us to bridge this gap. So my question now has to be with eight billion different personalities on earth, how can you how can you guarantee the results that you'll be able to reach out to each and every person and guarantee basically guarantee a deal? Mm -hmm. Well, pretty simply, um the banco has talked about the four types of buying behaviors. Like many people actually have gone through certain types of personal personality assessments. I mean you guys have experienced any types of personality assessments before, such as uh, Myers-Briggs type indicator or DISC or Enneagram. Have you guys been to this kind of assessment before? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, most people have done that too. So the question is that I can't possibly use the MBTI or DISC to actually build rapport with my audiences simply because these tools are a lot more complex to do. And I can't basically give you a survey or questionnaire, Brendan, here's the questionnaire before we start our conversation today. Is it possible for me to hand to my questionnaire, which consists of 93 questions, and by which time the conversation is not meaningful anymore? So we said that these kind of personality assessment tools that we have in the market basically are meant to discover ourselves. However, what is important in the area in sales is to understand the buying behavior of our prospects. So if I were to have a conversation with you in one minute to three minutes, because this is a virtual conversation, so I will ask you a couple of questions. I will be able to identify your buying behaviors because your buying behavior may be driven by certain values. And of course, Soy, you and I may have different 
values. So what my what my uh, what I'm driving at is that if I can hear that, let's say I'm in the area of sales, and the reason why I want to sell to 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 the world is because I want to help a lot of people, because I see the world as a family, I see the world as a community, and I want everybody in this community to live in harmonious life, and that in Bangkok is what we call a nurturing buying behavior. So if I were to present to you a nurturing person, something like You know what? This product is so powerful. This product will allow you will allow you to become the subject matter expert. Or I will present to you the, all sorts of details that you want. I mean, a nurturing person will be shut down immediately because that's not the values they are looking for. So if I continue using a, a my way of presenting to you, I will not get a yes from you. So therefore, what mm. I need to do is to be adapted. To be adapted to the situation. I will have to speak in your language in order to build rapport with you, in order to get a yes to from you eventually. So in bank, we talk about four personality types. Uh, we call blueprint, who actually likes to look at system, process, but uh, structure. We have got action. A stands for action. A basically, this type of people are competitive in nature. They look for lifestyle. They look for wins. They look at being the best of the best. Nurturing people basically look for harmony, family, community, charity work. And the last person, last type is called knowledge. K case for K stands for knowledge. Knowledge essentially looks at being the subject matter expert. Uh, believe in universal truth. Um, at the same time, they love. They are big picture person, and yet they love to drill down into the details and data. So we have got four types of buyers in the world, and in Bang, what we are saying is that if I'm a blueprint person, most of the time I'll be able to close a sale from someone who is also a blueprint, and therefore I will lose the sales of the action, the nurturing, and the knowledge, the A and K. And what is even worse is that. The A, the A, the A, the N, and the K may go to my competitor to have a sales from with them. So I lose the sales of these three types. So imagine I'm able to converse in four languages. I will be able to not just close people who are blueprints. I will also be able to do so for nurturing, for knowledge and action. And that is our promise using our products that you are able to increase the sales by up to 300% because you now have the ability to communicate, converse, and close the sales from action, from nurturing, from knowledge. That is our promise. Mm -hmm. Ah, I, I, I understand that much better now. Yeah, I understand that much better. I see, and I actually see where you got your math at as well. So everybody, <laughs> every you. salesperson, yeah, I, it's great. No, 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 because I'm just saying, like you know, I'm, I used to do, I'm in sales, so when somebody says, oh yeah, we can increase your bottom line by 300%, it's like, wait a minute, buddy, what are you talking about here? But the way when you break it down like that, I, I can see. So every salesperson is identifies with one of the four languages. Now, All right. since he identifies with one of the four languages, that means that the other three, originally, he won't be able to identify, or at least he won't be able to identify well with. Your program gives him the other three languages. You're basically Rosetta Stone for salespeople. Exactly. So in our program, we typically would love to train people to be the expert. Of using the language is a skill that can be transferable, duplicable, and replicable. That's the best part of that. And most importantly, many people who are in sales, like Brandon, how many presentations do you normally have for your product, for your services? Uh, and, and in a day or all together? Yeah. So basically, like most people who have only got one presentation, getting ready to rock and roll. But imagine you are not speaking to the people who are like you. So in Bangkok, what we are saying is, you've got to have four presentations, not just one. But most people have only one. And at the same time, imagine I'm a speaker. I'm speaking in a room of people, and obviously I can't have four presentations for four for for all four types of people in the room. So I have to be flexible by using one presentation that incorporates all four languages at the same time, so that everybody is included and they get the information they want. And this becomes a systematic structure, and everybody becomes a winner. You just notice that my last four sentences are four languages at the same time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so everybody powerful. wants to. Everybody this wants to so be a powerful. winner. Yeah. <laughs> this is so I powerful. I can relate to that. 
Oh my God. <laughs> yep. Jack I, Jack, I have learned so much in, these, in just in these past few minutes. This is amazing, and I can't wait to sample this. So, so tell me, how is it that you teach this information? Is it through your book, or is it through your seminars or webinars, or how do you deliver this content to people? Well, thank you for the question. And um, for a lot of people who are interested or fascinated with this product, what they can do is they can actually come to uh, one, uh, one, one, one landing page i call it a landing page for them to discover their buying behavior or the values i mean i'll talk about this later but i do actually run trainings unfortunately because i live in singapore i don't train people living in your area in the united states but however but having said that we have got a worldwide about 150 licensed and certified trainers with bank code and a lot of them actually are in the united states and they are licensed to train this product. So I, being from Singapore, will be responsible to train our guys in Singapore, perhaps in nearby countries. But this product is a worldwide product and we have got a global team who are able to serve our target audience anytime. Oh, wow. And how long have you been doing this? I have learned this skill set back in 2012. The first time I heard about this tool was in 2012. Oh my God, five years ago already. That's a long time. <laughs> Having said that, I actually got my certification in 2013. And uh, the beautiful thing about this is because my, I, I'm actually coming from a background of uh, being a licensed trainer of NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. I like the, I like being a linguist. I'm actually a linguistic specialist. For me to pick up this product to be able to communicate using the Banco language is a little bit easier for me because of my training on linguistics. However, again, it doesn't mean that you, you, if you are not a linguistic specialist or expert, you can't do that. It is a language skill and therefore it takes time. The more you practice, the better you will be. So it is doable. If I can do it, so can all of you and your listeners. Absolutely. So guys, I just want to interject really quick. Uh, so he, Jack mentioned NLP or neuro linguistic programming. So neuro linguistic programming is something that salespeople um, are very familiar with. So it's basically, uh, it's basically awake hypnosis. So how do I convey my message or get my point across and have the least amount of resistance from you by just using my words? So it, uh, it's no clocks, no hair, watch the birdie and fall asleep. It's none of that. So. <laughs> In a sales environment, it would be um, Jack walks into a store and I'm selling irons, right, and, or, or cups or shirts or whatever. And so Jack is standing at one and I asked Jack, hey, Jack, do you like this? Now Jack has the opportunity to say, eh, not really. I was just coming here to look because I'm passing the time. Now take scenario B. Jack walks into my store. I'm selling irons. Hey, Jack, do you like the Shark Iron or do you like the Mercedes Clean Pro Iron? And Jack says, well, you know, uh, the Shark Iron is actually a little bit, you know, classy. I like this one better, but the Mercedes one. And now i got him talking about which product he's going to buy, whether he knows it or not. Is it, does that sound about right, Jack? Yep, this is a classic sales technique that we use in NLP. Many people are using that. So that's just a, a brief description, guys, of what neuro-linguistic programming is. Uh, if you've never heard yep. of it, if you want to get to know a little bit more about it, I suggest, especially if you're in sales, get familiar with NLP. It's actually a great method. Um, but I, I'm actually leaning more towards the bank method now because <laughs> simply somebody might not want to. <laughs> I mean, because I've never heard of the bank yeah. method before. So somebody might not necessarily be, I, don't, I, don't, I might not necessarily want somebody to ask me which one am I going to buy, you know. Um, I might not necessarily want anybody to talk to me while I'm while I'm looking around, you know. So to know all four languages, I mean that's that's paramount. And then on top of that, using NLP would be would be actually you know really really good for that. Um, and I and I, at this point I have to ask Jack, what do you? So in your teachings, what do you teach the guy that's aspiring to be you know a you a Grant Cardone? Um, uh, the, the best salesperson in the world. What are, what are you teaching that guy, or what do you what do you bring to the table for that guy who just absolutely knows everything about business, but he's not the best yet and wants to be the best? Thank you for that. 
so very often a person has the mindset call. I often talk about these three powerful words, which can actually bring them down miserably. And these three words are, I know that. It's like mm-hmm. everything I know. So I don't need to know anything that I, I, I have to. So the first thing is to actually ask the person, like wherever we have a person who, ha- who is in this situation, the first thing is not to confront not to actually ask anything that make him angry or make him annoyed. The thing is really to help him identify his point A. His point A, which means the current current situation. I like a person says, I'm very good at sales. And I'll ask you, how has that been working for you so far? So let him say anything he wants to say. And then find out where the gaps are. And once we understand the gaps, we just then we are asking some more I will call it a bit more emotional questions for him to go go to that space, that that path, and understand. Well, you know what I've been doing great, and yet I still have something that I can improve. So once he's recognizing the point, the gap in point A, I am able to bring the person to other path of possibility. We call it points B, point C, or point D. A lot of coaches, on the other hand. Things that you know what I'll give you a picture that you have to go to, which is the point B. And for me, when I'm talking to someone, when I'm in the in the coaching or consulting session, I very often will help the person identify the point A first because I cannot promise how much sales the persons can make, how much the person can grow further, which is point B. But I can say that if you do what you are doing right now, the cost of not moving out of point A can be quite painful. So if he is able to see the cost of inaction, I'm using a term that I learned from my coach, Alex Mandoshian, the cost of inaction, then the person would feel the same and might be willing to move out of the comfort zone, which is the point A. So that is how I usually would start the conversation. It's a very simple question and answer approach. At the same time, I focus on the current pain, not the future path which a lot of coaches I'm aware are trying to focus. I'm going to come the other way. Mm, I like that. And I, and I, honestly, Jack, I, I hope you don't sue me or anything like that. But in my, in my everyday sales, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this and I'm going to bring it to him. And I'm going to say to my, to my client, what is the cost of inaction for you? You know, like how much is this going to cost you? I'm sorry. I'm apologizing in advance. Just know that you're in Singapore, in America. I will be using that. I promise you. <laughs> sure. In fact, Brandon, let me allow me to give you a very simple, uh, simple, uh, simple calculation, so as to help you help your clients to to get a yes to 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 be able to say yes to you. So let's say we talk about the fact that. Um, you know what? If I'm doing what I'm doing today, I'm in sales. I'm closing a hundred thousand dollars a year. And because I don't know bank, so my sales target is $100,000 a year. Imagine you are now able to speak four languages, the other three additional languages. And assuming each of them will bring another $100,000 each from, uh, for sales to you, you know what? You actually have put on table or leave on table $300,000 a year. So suppose you are doing this for the next 10 years, leaving $300,000 on the table for the next 10 years. You know what? That's $3 million. Is it painful for you not to learn this, this skill set that allows you to actually speak four languages, leaving $3 million on the table for the next 10 years? So that is point A. So what happened is that if you are able to have this particular skill set that allows you to communicate with all four types of people and then these three million dollars are now in your pocket imagine what what could you do as a direct result of having three hundred three million dollars for the next 10 years and imagine how many people can you help and the sales process is so simple it just requires you to put in time step by step move by move and at the end of the day you'll be the winner of this game of sales again i speak four languages just now Ah, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm starting to pick up. I'm starting to pick it up. I'm like, wait a minute, he's speaking to yeah. Okay, that's three, and I, oh, there it is. That's four. Like, so I'm starting to pick it up. There like, it so is. I, so, like, do you hear this? This guy's a genius. Yeah. So, so Jack, when you yeah. when, when you reference cracking the entrepreneurial code, is the bank uh, method is that the way to crack the code? 
According okay, to you. Cracking Entrepreneur Co. is a bit different story because yeah, Jack Wong has a lot of stories. So Cracking Entrepreneur Co. is actually a reflection of me being an entrepreneur because I work in the corporate world for a total 17 years, not a short period of time. And in 2011, I've decided to jump out of the plane and explore the area of uncertainties. So in the first three years, I actually have learned a lot of lessons as an entrepreneur. So the reason why I'm writing, I, I wrote this book, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code, is a reflection of my experience in my entrepreneurship journey for the first three years. I hope that whoever picks up the book wanting to want to, want to find out how entrepreneurship is like, they can actually learn from my experience, from my lesson. And we always says in, in, in personal development, it is always good to learn our own mistake, learn from our own mistake. Because smart people learn from our own mistake. The genius people, on the mm -hmm. other hand, learn from other people's mistake without causing them any financial harm. So this book is actually a good teaching point for people who want to uh, step up some point or who want to explore how he or she can become an entrepreneur. That's the reason why I wrote this book two years ago. So on your on your now journey, a, on, your, on your journey, Jack, did you find that when when did during your entrepreneurial journey when you decided to jump out the plane? How 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 long was it before you were introduced to the bank code? Well, the bank code was I mean, like I said, I exp I actually like, I was exposed to bank code in 2012. And I came out as an entrepreneur in mid-2011. So this is basically like one year, about one year. And uh, Banco is useful and it's powerful because that helps me a lot in terms of my presentation. Because salespeople have to, make, have, to, have to pitch, have to present all the time. So knowing Banco is actually an asset. However, knowing Banco yeah. alone doesn't help me, how does that help me increase my sales automatically? Well, the promise is, increased by up to 300%, there are still other areas which I have to focus. For example, how about my marketing? How about my branding? How about my self-development? There are also other areas which an entrepreneur has to, has to learn, not just the language. There are many things to learn in this journey. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jack. You have been, you've been such a great guest on the show. We have enjoyed um, chatting with you. We both have learned so much that we want to take back into our personal and professional lives. So you've heard it. Jack H.M. Wong, you guys, if you want to get this book, you can visit Amazon. It is Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, Seven Tips to Build the Business You've Always Wanted. Thank you for joining us. Jack Wong. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Brendan. Thanks for having me. All the best wishes to your listeners. Just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected, stay connected, folks, by visiting the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Wow, wow, wow. What a segment we had. And there is more. There's more to come. As we promised, every last Saturday of the month, we do a segment called Brother to Brother. And this is where uh, Brandon, my co-host, Brandon B. Chillin, has, uh, engaged, is engaging other men to join a platform of discussion. So let's bring back to the cafe Brandon B. Chillin. You ready to do your thing, B.? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Good morning, Soy. Good morning. Good morning. So we have a a really, really good, interesting topic. So this is gonna 
this is gonna uh, I, what's the word that I'm looking for? This is gonna spark some 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 steamy conversation, as you always say. This is actually gonna be one of those conversations um, that if you have an open mind, you'll you'll get exactly what is intended for you to get out of it. If not, you'll just be upset with me, and I'll laugh at you. You know, so uh, this particular. Yeah, no, no. This particular this particular segment is going to deal with um, finding Mr. Right, identifying Mr. Right, and now um, a lot of people have an issue with it keeping Mr. Right. But the first thing that we have to do is is identify what exactly it is you know that we're looking for. You know, who are we? What are we looking for? So with that being said, I don't want you to go anywhere, so I I want you to stay and have this conversation with me. There's no woman that I trust more as far as giving good advice than you. So I need you to stay with me. I want you to have this conversation. And I have a, a very, very good dude. He's going to be on in, in any second. His name is Lauren. He's an executive chef in New York, um, and he calls himself the relationship guru. I, I don't know why. We're about to find out. So um, without further ado, I'd like to bring on Lauren. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. So, Soy is going to hang out with us on this particular um, on this particular discussion. And so, Good morning, Soy. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Thank you. <laughs> so, so Lauren, as, as you heard us saying, this this conversation is basically about um, helping you know women identify and keep Mr. Right. What what would you say is your biggest is your biggest pointer for a woman looking for Mr. Right? Um, outright, I would I would have to say um, honesty. Honesty, like it, it first and foremost, that it, it starts there. Got to be honest with yourself, else you have absolutely no idea what you're looking for. And then mm-hmm. you have to be honest with with yourself in the sense that you have to know where you are in in life and and what you need, so you can get what you want. I think that's important. It's a couple okay. of places that you got to start first before you just jump out there and say, "Hey, I want a relationship," and all okay. that that entails. I'm with you on that. That's fair. So, so sorry. From a woman's perspective, where do you think is is point A? I think knowing yourself is always the key. You know, some some women look for um, men to validate who they are or to complete who they are. So, I think it's good to know who you are. In addition to being honest, as Lauren said, but it's, I think it's important for women to know by self, know know who you are, know your strengths. Know your weaknesses. Spend some time with yourself. Bait yourself. Take yourself out. You know, take yourself out. Go go to the cafe. Go you know go have lunch and sit by yourself. You know and see if you can stand yourself. That's that's what I say. Start right there. Know who you are. Go out. Take yourself out. Sit there. Can you tolerate your own self? Can you sit in a room without TV, without being on uh, any kind of social media platform? Sit by yourself. Spend some time by yourself. Mm. And I, I mean, on that particular one, I'm gonna have to agree. There was a, I think the guy, I think I saw this in Boardwalk Empire. The guy said, "The world is in disarray now because of man's inability to be alone with man, meaning his inability to be by himself in a room." So I definitely have to agree with that. Now, this is this is, it's, I'm I'm just gonna go straight into it. Before I go ahead and start the. Uh, before I start the the healing, I'm gonna just scrape away some of this dead skin and scrape away some of this, you know, cancer that we have going on in our relationship world. Women first, in my opinion, have to clean up their backyard before they can sit there and bring somebody else in. So before you bring somebody else into your life, you have to be ready. You gotta date yourself, like Soy said. You have to, to uh, be honest with yourself, and also. You have to know what you what you want, you know, and you have to be worth what you want. 
You've heard us on the show say many times, you know, you can have anything you want. You just have to change your thinking and so on and so forth. But I'm going to give you a conversation that I had with a coworker. And so she expressed to me in, in a conversation one day, she expressed to me that she absolutely was not going to um, have relations with anybody. She absolutely was not going to have relations with anybody until she got, you know, um, her bills paid, her car note paid, so on and so forth. So I saw, and she, and then she kept mentioning this whole, I'm a black queen, I'm a queen this, and I, and I'm, 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 I deserve that. I'm a strong woman this, and I, I told her, I was like, yo, dude, you're actually a prostitute, and she did not like that. And I said, well, here's the thing, you're telling me that you're, you're gonna offer sex to to this guy only after. He pays your bills only after he pays your car note, only after he does these things that, you know, have only financial or, or monetary means. So um, money or bills being paid in exchange for sex is a form of prostitution. That's what I told her. That was my opinion, and she was very upset, and I told her she could be upset. It wasn't going to change the fact that I was still right. And, that you know, she probably hates me now, but, and I hope she's listening because you know it was it was meant for educational purposes and not to be you know not to belittle her. It's all about the healing. So what what do you guys think about that? I think that was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. You know what? What did you say, Lauren? It, what, did, what did Lauren say? What did Lauren say? He said he thinks it was harsh. <laughs> Uh, but if, if I was to, if I was to explain surgery to you, so if I was to explain surgery to you, right, I'm going to slice this person open with a small sharp blade. I'm going to remove a bunch of stuff, probably put some stuff in there, and then stitch them up and close it back. That sounds harsh, but it's necessary. No, it's but there's a level of no, it, that the doctors, yeah. you know, put into <laughs> to telling you they're about to cut your heart out and put it back in with someone else's heart. You know, they they. They do it with a little finesse so they don't scare you off by this good thing that they're telling you they have to do for you, even though it may cause you some discomfort and pain. It's the healing process, as you so eloquently put it. I mean, I'm just saying, you ever seen a liposuction on TV? That thing is rough. It's harsh. But it's it's (laughs) the overall outcome that we are concerned with. But I get your point. Tell me. Yeah. I think that if you would have told her that same message with um, a little more um, care uh, or involved in it, same message, because to an extent, like, I I really agree, like, to be honest, if we're going to be honest, I, I agree. If a woman promotes herself for any type of monetary value, you are then directly associating yourself with what we know as prostitution, money mm-hmm. for services. So as as right as that is, it was probably just a platform in which this person who clearly thinks highly of themselves is now being called a prostitute. So it, it then you know, <laughs> just is going to belittle her, you know, irregardless to the, the overall message. But I, I think that women who do that are – Disservicing themselves to, to, to say it outright There's a guy out there Right now who Has Russell Simmons capabilities And maybe he won't reach it Until he's 40 You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. or something like that Right but you mm-hmm. discredit him and, and cast him away Like a leper Just because his financial gain At the moment is not What you see fit Forget about the person and his, his qualities and, and the man. His money is more important. So then, you know, you're going to get that guy a lot of times who has the money, but he has no values. He has, he's not a good person. He throws money around because he has it, and he does it to all of the women. And you will find yourself in some crazy relationship because you mm-hmm. wanted the money and not the man. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean that's that's spot on from my point of view. Um, and now, Soy, tell me tell me what you think. Please, tell tell me what you think about the conversation that I had with that young lady. 
Well, I, I'm glad you didn't go in the medical field. Um, you know, I think you wow. are in sales where you were designed to be. Because you would have lost your license by now performing surgery in that manner. You know, I, didn't I think I could be a psychologist area. Oh, no, B. You can just do this. You can be a talk show host and, 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 and do what you're doing. Because not at one time did I hear you sanitize the air. You didn't numb the air. You didn't use anesthesia, but you just went in raw. So I think I think that was a little rough too, um, but I, I you know I think I see both sides. I see both sides. Now let me let me speak from um, women have a mindset that they want to be provided and protected, in which we should be in a relationship. Men provide mm-hmm. security, you know, they and and not security just in in a physical sense but an emotional place of security, and, and financial security, too, is what women want. And there, there's nothing wrong with that um, because it's kind of what we're told. That's what we believe men should do. Just like some men believe that women should be at home cooking and, and, and you know, and, and not so much as bare feet anymore, but they want a woman who can cook, a woman that's domesticated, that, that, that knows how to run a household, keep the house clean, take care of the kids. That's what they want. And traditionally, that's what we have been looking for. I think that, um, like was mentioned earlier by Lauren, people like, you know, women knowing who they are and where they are and, and recognizing what you bring to the table. You can't be expecting this from him, and you ain't holding up your end of the bargain. You can't boil eggs. You can't make potato salad. You can't make a you know. So you kind of got to look, look at that, too. Like, if that's the traditional man you want, then you need to be bringing it to the table to meet him there if that's what she sees, you know. So I, I think, you know, I didn't hear the whole story. I don't know the woman. I don't know how she come to work, you know. But there are some women who are still old-fashioned, got old-fashioned values, and I'm one of them, and, and I expect certain things, too. But I bring I mean, a lot to the I- table. I was just about to say, I get that. So, I mean, I get that. And I think that a man should, you know, hold the door open for his woman. I think that a man should, you know, care for his woman. But if you have a cardinal before we met, because we're laying down together, because we're having sex, or because we're going, you know, out on a date, that doesn't automatically obligate me to pay for your cardinal. That's all I'm saying. Like, that that right there is absolutely, that, that is the, 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 the strangest thing I've ever heard in my life. And when she told me that and then had the audacity to sit there and say that she was a queen in the next sentence, I, I, I laughed at her, you know, because it just yeah. sounded crazy. But, I mean, you know, I digress. That, that's something mm-hmm. that we have to work on. So Lauren said, look at the man and not the money. Uh, I, I can tell you right now that if a man has a strong woman, he will literally do anything he possibly can to make that woman happen. So when you're looking for Mr. Right. Look for that. Look for those qualities. Look for, you know, in yourself, if you're that motivational woman, if you can be a motivating force in his life, he will definitely go out and get whatever. And this comes later. She wasn't saying, you know, I want to be in a situation where I could be at home, I could take care of the household, but he's going to have to pay, you know, some bills or he's going to have to pay the bills. She didn't say that. She said, if I'm having sex, he's going to be paying my bills. All right, fine. So if if that's really what you want somebody to be well off, you have to be the motivational force for him to go and get that. I saw a picture at one point where a guy, where a lady was sitting down and a guy had uh, the, the the world on his shoulders and he was giving it to her. Like, you know, he was bringing it to her. And she, she it was a very regal-looking picture. And I just thought, you know, yeah, the guy is bringing her the, uh, the world, but – what is what is the picture not saying? How much of a motivational force is this woman, you know, to this guy to make a guy do that? So, if you want to be, if you want a guy with with money and all of that, yeah, that's easily done. You just have to be able to help him get it. Meaning, you have to be able to motivate him to get it. The next point is, and this is probably one of the most important points. You know, hold on, wait, hold on, back up, hold on, back up to the motor. Hold on, can we back up, please? Oh. Please back up. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, don't, yeah, don't oh, rush yeah. the process. Don't rush the process. Okay. You said something that that just made my spirit just start spinning around and turn around. That okay, okay, motiv- <laughs> motivating, motivating him, motivating him to get the money. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that we can motivate him to get the money. I think we can support him in his vision. 
I don't think we can motivate him to get the money. It, that there is, there has to be. He has to take some sort of accountability for for wanting it. You know, like like for example, I, I'm a woman that I'm a grinder. I'm gonna get out there. I'm a hustle. I'm a. I, I can. You know, I do a, a number of things. But it's all about empowering people. It's all about helping people, supporting people, because I feel like that that that's not, that walks in line with my vision. He got to know what he wants. He got to know where he's going. Then you can help support that. But you can't. I don't think you can plant that seed in him. That's something God put in him, and he got to know it's there, and he got to want it to see it manifest. And you can help him along the way. You can't. You can't drag his lazy butt to wanting him. To do it, it, it ain't gonna work. You are gonna be stressed out, boo. I, I say no. I don't say no. I, I don't. I don't think no more. You can support him and encourage him and help him, but no, he got to lead. That's part of being the man. He got to lead. Mm-hmm. I, so he go grow I, up. I, I, he ain't ready. I agree Come with on, you. He ain't ready. I, he ain't ready. He got to grow up. Grow up, man. Stop I agree with you. I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want it. I said motivate, not do it for him, and not. You know, I'm. I'm not saying chew up the food and spit it in his mouth. Don't, don't say I'm it. I'm not saying that. Don't say it. Dude. I'm not don't saying say that. It. I'm saying motivate like, him. I'm saying motivate him. No, no, motivate, help him. Yeah, you know, everything is. Everything yeah. is motivation, I'm sick, though. I'm sick of I, men not standing up, not standing up, being, being no, I don't, men. I don't it's think too many women <laughs> leading. I think it's too many women leading, think, and men are not leading. They sit back and let women lead. I didn't say lead. lead. I, I, I said motivate, not lead. Not lead. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They need I to lead. That's that. what I'm saying. Tell them why you're mad. So tell them why you're mad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that in that I can understand in your frustration where you would be as angry or upset with that situation as you would. But I think the angle that uh, Brandon was coming from was more one of when I hear motivate, I think of your personal trainer. They're not lifting the weights for you. You're lifting the weights. They're not there down there doing the push-ups. You're doing the push-ups. They're not running. You're running. But you get that voice in the back of your head telling you, you can do it. You got this. One more. You know what? Forget one more. Keep going the extra mile. That That's motivational. When I hear motivate me, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of that that person who's right there when right. you say, yes, I don't Lauren. want to yeah, get up motivate. and go to work today. Motivate when right? they get to the gym, Lauren. <laughs> motivate when they, they got to show up, though. You can't go home and get them off the couch. Yeah, I'm going to motivate you when you get to the I gym. Agree. I'm going to help you. Yeah, but you got to decide that I want to work out. You know, And then and it's, it is tough. It's hard out here for black men. It is, but he has to want to do it. Then you can motivate him. You can't say one more. He on the couch. He got to come to the gym, Laura. He got to show up. No, I I absolutely agree. You can't want anything for somebody more than they want it for themselves. So first and foremost, he definitely has to show up. I I, I couldn't agree with you more than that. Too too many men are comfortable in the solitude that their women are providing them. I, I agree. Mm. I agree. I agree. There's a lot of um, mother, uh, fatherless households out there where mom took care of a lot. So a lot of men are growing up seeing that as opposed to an older woman who saw pops doing it. You know what I'm saying? That type of. So it's, it's a lot of different dynamics that go into it. But I agree, nonetheless, 110% that a man has to show up, right? He has to be the man and, and, and come to work. I agree. But I, I, I mean, I'm with, no. y'all, I'm with both of y'all on that. I'm absolutely with both of y'all on that. And I'm not saying that this young lady or any woman should be build a brother. You know, that's not what I'm saying here. You know, I'm not saying to go ahead and um, put all your money, put all your resources into, you know, this project because he's a fixer-upper. I'm just saying that. The, the the Mr. Perfect does not exist. It, it does not exist. You have to make him perfect. There's parts of of you that that you need to see in a man that is going to make you feel like, oh, he's perfect. So there's certain things that's like that. Um, you just can't – he's not going to come along and be the absolute perfect guy. It just doesn't work like that. That that whole Mr. Perfect uh, anecdote, that it, 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 it's, it, it's, not, it's not there. 
you have to sit there and say, okay, well, this guy is this, this guy is that, and these are some qualities that we can work on. Case in point, when I met my lady, she didn't like the way that I dressed. Now, I was very simple when it came to dressing jeans, boots, or sneakers, and a shirt, you know, either buttoned down or white T-shirt. I was very simple, like, or, or a suit, depending on, you know, what the situation was. I was very simple, you know, the, the different color socks and ties and bright, loud ties. I just wasn't into that. So she's, yo, babe, try this and try that. And I'm like, ew, no. Like, what am I doing with polka dot green and orange socks? No, 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 no. But she saw something and she was just like, well, you know, try this and try that. So I'm going to have to, I, I'm going to have to say that there's other points that you can put into a relationship that will make it perfect or make him perfect. So I definitely agree with you guys. It's not build a brother. And, 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 and I don't mean it to be that. What it should be, though, is compliment a brother. It should be um, I have something to bring to the table, too, that's more than just sex. I have something to bring to the table, too, that's more than just a pretty face and some long, fake eyelashes. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel. You know, now, now if anybody could disagree with me on that, well, you know, that's cool, too. But here's the next thing I'm going to say. Um, oh, wait, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I'm going to stop that right there. I just got a comment on the site from Sherelle. It says, okay, nah, I don't agree with her because what if your man is in a situation where he lost everything and has to rebuild? He's going to be hurt and unmotivated. In that instance, a woman has to turn to him. Wait, excuse me. In that instance, a woman has has the opportunity to turn him around while he's defeated on the couch playing video games and say, babe, we can rebuild. It's okay. You're strong. Let's go out together. Motivate until he's ready to go on and do his own thing again. Mm. Well, that's from well, a woman. I mean, what do you that, think about that? I mean, that's. I think that's completely circumstantial. Um, to to an extent, <laughs> to an extent. Well, you know what? It was directed at Soy. Let me let me let it her definitely was. So Soy, you so, got a sister yeah. that that just that just mentioned something. Do you need me to um? You need me to reread it? No, I can handle mine. I can handle mine. Thank you for that comment. Thank you. Thank you for that comment. That was Sherelle. Thank you, Sherelle, sweetheart. Uh, But here here is the background behind that. I've been there where I've been um, with a partner, and, you know, times happen. And when you are in the partnership, that's different. When when you've already committed to the relationship and stuff happens, then, you know, you go ahead and – Hold that down. You go, you go ahead and hang in there, and you know, and y'all do what y'all got to do to survive. But we were talking about finding Mr. Right, so finding this new guy who you may have to motivate and all that in the beginning of the relationship, that can be a challenge and it's risky. But if you're in it, you've already decided that he is Mr. Right, and something happens, and y'all are already together, yeah, you survive, you do what you got to do. But that was a different scenario. So, so there, there's just something that, that I definitely have to say. So I agree with both you fine women. Thank you so much. But there's just something that I have to say. I, a woman has to do her part as well. This, this, you can't just expect a guy to bring everything to the table and all you have to do is just open your legs. Like that's, and I'm not saying that that is the case. You know, and, and most of, and probably most of our following, we don't have that problem. I believe that we have a really strong following of women and individuals that, believe in, I, I got this, you know, if if we're in the partnership, that's it. It's, it's us, ride or die and everything. So I'm not really worried about that. I'm worried about the individuals that don't know any better. So here's a few tips and tricks. Okay. Tip, All right. tip number one. <laughs> tip number Wait, one. You ready, Lauren? I'm Can I throw in something before you go down? Wait. I just want to throw something in there. I just I'm please can we throw something in there, just to piggyback on what you said because I kind of wanted to go back to it, but we strayed away from it a little bit, so I didn't know if I was going to get the opportunity again. But listen, so here we go. I I, I completely I'm sorry to say, so I, I kind of disagree with the the old school role, the old school model of women at home and men go to work and and bring home the bacon. I, I just don't. I just don't agree with it. You yourself are a successful businesswoman and a hustler and a grinder. You said it yourself. So you 
couldn't even feel comfortable being that woman at home doing nothing with kids all day long. It would probably drive you mad, I think. Mm. I think. Mm. I don't know. You I may, think? Be, I may you be, think? be wrong. No, no, no. No, no, no. Listen, but, I wouldn't be home <laughs> doing, doing nothing. I would be home doing nothing. I would be home working and managing all of our businesses. So I'll be home work. I'll get up, have my cup of I already thought this out. It's already coming to pass. I'll be getting but up. But that's not old you know, school uh, women, right. though, because <laughs> you, but the they wasn't doing none were of that. Working. They, they, no, they were working. They the were taking care working. of the kids they is were not home. a job. It's a job. Is, yes, it is. No, it's a not. Those oh, are your kids. Show. That's another no. show right there. No. Okay. Taking care of the kids so we, is a your job. Kids. <laughs> that is not a job. <laughs> those are your kids. <laughs> you Whoa, brought them in. You got to take care of them. Like, that's it. Got one. Like, you so, buy the car, right, break long. down, you got to fix it. That's it. <laughs> all right, no, all right, so long. We're going to have to. We gotta get another that panel another on, on the air. We gonna oh, we gonna talk about whether that's a job or not. That's another show. That is a <laughs> okay. Uh, I like that. Just, I like that. Just from just from what I was saying, just to go back to what I was saying, I just I, the women nowadays, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that oh we're empowered, we're independent, we're this this that and the third, but I want a man to take care of me. I I, I don't I don't agree with it. I, I need to hear it in a different way. I need to hear it like how you said it earlier, Soy. I need to hear it that I could take care of myself, but I need that man there because a woman needs a man. That's just a natural order of things. That's that's the way it's meant to be. And I think that right there is, is a better approach to the situation. Like women shouldn't look for men for validation. That's why so many of those relationships go wrong. You can't look for the man to be this thing that you're not. You need to find a partner to where y'all can work at being perfect together. Because I don't think, like Brandon said, the the perfect person is not out there. Perfect people, Mm -hmm. like perfect persons don't exist. People Mm -hmm. together are perfect. That's that's what people don't realize. And they make the situation or the relationship perfect. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I agree with that. Because one person all by themselves only brings half of whatever to the table. You need to go find the other half, yin and yang. It, it's, it's ancient stuff, but people are not paying attention to it. It's not, oh, I bring all of this to the table by myself and somebody just comes along and eats off of it. No, mm-hmm. y'all both got to come to the table full meals and y'all have a buffet. That's That's living. right. So and and I definitely agree with that. And as uh, as the kids are now saying, facts. So um, <laughs> so here's here's I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys two tips and tricks to uh, you know find find Mr. Right. Okay, tip number one. Instead of and this is from Dr. Phil. Instead of saying me 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 me. Start saying I like you know start 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 talking about you 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 you. So. Tell the guy that you're into him because, tell, you know, make it about, instead of stop, stop being so needy and making it all about you. Let it be about him too. All right? Number two, even during a courtship where the guy is courting you, where the guy is vying for your attention and your love and your affection, a woman should always display the characteristics that a man needs. Now, this also works in reverse. He should be doing that too. That's the whole point of the courtship. But you should be displaying the characteristics of, where you want the relationship to go. So if you want the relationship to be to lead to a marriage, you need to display those characteristics of a wife. If you want the relationship to go to a prostitutional situation, then just keep doing what you're doing. So now, with that being said, Soy, do you have anything? All right, Lauren, do you have I'll anything? Wow, he just cut me off. Well, go ahead. No, 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 no. I just, I, I didn't know. Maybe I thought your mic went out for a second. I thought your mic went out for a second. I'm sorry. My bad. All right. So, Soy, do you have any, like, what do you think about that? And we got one minute, so I'm going to start wrapping it up in, in, a, in a second. But I just want you to, I want you to be able to, you know, put your two cents in. Girl power, know know yourself, know yourself, ladies. Know know what you want, because um, it makes it easier to find the Mister Right when you can find yourself. Find yourself first, date yourself. That, that's my okay. Problem. Okay, low. 
I, I kind of agree with exactly what she said. If you don't know yourself, then you'll never, ever, ever be able to be in a successful relationship. Get to know right. yourself first, and then you'll know what you need. My man. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. This is going to wrap up our brother-to-brother session featuring Soy, who is always going to bring the heat when she comes through. Thanks, guys. Have a great one.